Hello, hello, everybody, and it's great to see all of you again, and welcome back to the Backroom Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Lucas Jacobs. And yes, we do have a name change to the podcast. Like I said last time when I was on here, I was thinking to myself, you know, a lot of podcasters usually have their name and something like the experience or something along those lines. And I thought, you know, that's not very creative. And for some reason, I was thinking the back door would have been, you know, a good name for it. But then I could hear all the innuendos and, you know, euphemisms that might come from that. And I'll never be able to escape it. <laughs> so I decided to go with The Back Rooms, hosted by yours truly. And if you want to keep up with what I'm doing and when I'm doing it, please go ahead and check me out on Twitter at LucasJacobs170. I'll also have my Instagram and Discord listed down below for you to follow as well, if you want to catch up with what I'm doing and when I'm doing it. Anyways, everybody, I'll go ahead and give you guys an update on what's been going on in my life and any serious changes that have, you know, really gone on. And, you know, I don't know who, if anyone out there that's listening to this lives on the West Coast, more like Washington. Uh, on the coast, um, the weather has been brutal over here for the past couple of days. It's been raining sideways. Decently cold, but nothing anywhere near freezing like it used to be back when I lived in Idaho. But... The other day I went out to go get a bunch of content for another one of my websites, and uh, in the time when I was taking pictures, I thought I was going to be well protected by the trees. Yeah, no, 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 that was most definitely not the case. The trees did barely anything to protect me when the rain got really, really damn hard. So instead of, you know, deciding to ruin my equipment and uh, try to commit to the actually getting all the footage that I needed, I just packed up and walked home and tried to keep everything as dry as I could, which I was a couple miles away, so that was a, a bit of a challenge in of itself. Now you guys know some of the links that I go to to provide some of the content that I'm able to get. And in terms of hard stuff, oh my god, I think Mandy and I may or may not have met our match. It's the goddamn TV mount. We've been trying to mount our TV, but it just hasn't been working very well. We're very particular about where it's mounted, which luckily we're both on the same page with that. And we're trying to, you know, get it as centered as possible, but TV mounts are heavy, and we're doing it into masonry, so if we, you know, end up committing to it, and it, you know, kind of turns out to be crappy, well, there's not really much else that we could do. We could try drilling again, but then we risk, you know, damaging more material, and then we'd be probably in a bit of shit with the landlord of this place, so we have to be really, really careful. Those are the main things that have been going on in my life since the last time I talked to you guys. I know I live a very wild and interesting life. Anyways, everybody, I think it's time for us to now go ahead and move over to the actual topic of the show. Or at least the main topic. And that's gonna be kinda heavy, alright? So just want to give you guys a bit of a warning. Sorry again for the chair. I know it's super squeaky. I just can't seem to get comfortable right now. But my family has a very diverse medical history. And when I say my family, I mainly mean my mom. Now, there's been a lot of death in my family and a lot of sickness, but my mom takes the cake with all the shit that she's been through. 
Now, growing up, she, I, now, I, I love you very much, mom. If you end up hearing this, I, I don't mean to ouch you. I won't say anything bad, just mainly the smoking. But anyway, with that out of the way, my mom used to smoke a lot when I was younger, and I imagine a bit more uh, before I was born. Uh, she, I, she didn't smoke when I was, you know, when she was pregnant with me, to my knowledge, but um, she smoked a lot. And I think at some point that started to catch up with her. She tried smoking several times. When I say smoking, I mean cigarettes. Um, I've never tried cigarettes myself, luckily, though, because of the experiences that my mom has had. Plus, they just give me really gnarly headaches to be around anyway. I say anyway a lot, my god. But my mom ended up contracting pneumonia back when I was a sophomore in high school, I believe. And it knocked the hell out of her. I mean, the pneumonia is where this entire next set of events are going to be kind of stemming from. But it knocked the hell out of her. It was one of the first times that I was genuinely scared for my mom, for my mom's life because I don't remember if she had to go to the hospital or not. I'm pretty sure she was almost to that point, but it it really really hurt her bad and it took months for her to actually to recover from that, which thankfully she did, but I think that she did continue smoking afterwards. But when I became a junior in high school, something far more um, insidious started to loom over us and started to rear its head. See, my mom had noticed a lump that had started to form in her neck, and she was speaking to, I believe, several different medical professionals about it in the times that she would go in to get checkups, and they would usually wave her off and say that it's nothing to really worry about, it's just a swollen lymph node. Okay, but it didn't go away, and it started to become larger. And one day when she went in to go get her teeth cleaned, um, she spoke with the dental hygienist that was there, and she took a look at it and told my mother immediately, I mean, the only person really, that told her you need to get you need to get this looked at this is this is getting serious you really really need to get this checked out so finally somebody listened to my mother and with that i believe she was able to get a referral and they were going to actually go in and see what it was they wanted to make sure that if it was cancerous they knew what it was that they were going to be dealing with so this is a time i remember really really vividly because I wanted to be there for my mom. I was terrified of needles. I was terrified of really anything having to do with medical devices, but I wanted to be there. So the day that my mother was going to have her surgery, I um, I was taken out of school and my mom, my sister and I uh, all drove to the valley because we lived in California at that time. So we had to go into the valley to actually get this surgery done. And I remember so vividly walking into there and they started prepping my mom for surgery and it wasn't going to be anything where I think they had to completely knock her out but they were going to go into her neck and do a little biopsy and I have a debilitating fear of needles but I wanted to be there for my mother as long as I could but the moment that they whipped the IV out I've never seen that anyone insert an IV in person so I wanted to make sure that I was there but I saw that they went in and they stuck it in her arm and they pulled it back out quickly and bloodshot out, like literally squirted out of her fucking arm. <laughs> Sorry for any clipping there. 
I, uh, I I turned white as a ghost and I had to hold on to something and I damn near passed out just from the sight of it. So at that point I was like, oh, I, 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 I think I need to sit down. I, I can't watch this. So my sister and I, we drove off. She drove us over to the local mall and we were just talking. I'm not exactly sure what it was that we were talking about, but we were both really concerned for whatever this mean, might mean for our mom. Well, after that, uh, the surgery was done, they sewed my mom up, and we all started heading back home, and my mom started to get a really bad headache, if I'm not mistaken, so we stopped off, I believe, at some drugstore, and I think we got some poppy seed muffins or something, and I remember the waiting process that we went through to figure out what the hell this was. There was... It, it was it was scary. I mean, I don't know if any of you guys have ever had a loved one or, or have ever had cancer yourself, but when you're figuring out what the hell it is, it's scary. You don't know, there's a lot of unknowns. Until eventually the news came down, and uh, my mother was diagnosed with stage 3 lymphatic cancer. I, I, I forget if it was Hodgkin's or non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, but it was... It was serious, and it was beginning to become more aggressive. Apparently, this this cancer starts growing very, very slowly. It's a very slow burner. But once it starts to take off and become aggressive, it takes you down very, very quickly. So we had just caught it right when it started entering this incredibly aggressive, uh, tumorous phase that it was going into. So really, without any hesitation, uh, my mother went in for chemo and just blasted the shit out of her. They had to put a port into her chest that went into one of her main arteries because of the, the level of chemo or the toxicity of it. It was so intense that it would have fried her veins otherwise. She wouldn't have been able to take it. It probably would have killed her. But luckily with, in this case, this was a cancer that is cure not quite curable, but you can come back from it. And within the first couple of weeks, there was a noticeable reduction in cancer size, which just made all of us breathe a sigh of relief. And I remember so specifically when my mom got diagnosed with cancer, it was Girl Scout cookie season. And uh, we went and got some Girl Scout cookies. And one of the last ba uh, bags that we got, we agreed that we were going to freeze them, and when we got the news that she went into remission, we were going to open them together and <laughs> have them. Sorry, the story still kind of makes me a little um, emotional. <laughs> like I said, it's a, it's, it's a bit of a heavy topic. But it, it, luckily, after a couple of months, my mother was able to beat the cancer that she was battling. And this woman is such a badass. I have so much respect for her. She was able to continue working her small business at the time. She was a florist and she would provide flowers to local businesses. And she's really, really damn good at what she does. And the fact that she was able to handle me, I mean, that was when I started to really love my mother again. I, I was a, there, there was some shit that happened when I was younger and I blame my mom for a lot of it. But as I grew up, I started to realize things weren't as actually black and white as I really had imagined them to be. So I started letting go of grudges and I started to really, you know, uh, really like know that my mom is finite. I'm not always going to have her and she was a damn good parent growing up and she's still a damn good parent now. So I got to take care of her and be there for her in the times that she needs me. And 
that's exactly the kind of role that I started taking on. My sister was helping out. I was helping out. I couldn't drive, but I'd help out as much as I could. And in the end, my mother was able to beat it. And she completely went into remission. And I think at this point, it's been about 10 years. She has been in remission for about 10 years. And th those are some really, really scary times. But it, 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 she's just a really incredible person. But anyway, continuing on with the story, that accrued a lot of medical debt for my parents. And since my parents were still married at the time, well, my dad, uh, I remember, was the one that was flipping the bill a lot of the time as well. And my mom couldn't really qualify for her own insurance because of the amount of, um, since my parents were still married. And there, there's a lot of legal jargon that I don't quite understand, and it probably would help me to understand, but I don't yet. Still a few things that I'm definitely ignorant to, but knowledge is power. Anyway, um, then my family went into some debt for that, but we were kind of, for the most part, able to recover at that point. I would say that we were lower middle class to maybe hot. Of course, my headphones have to talk to me while I'm doing this. But I'd say that we were like maybe upper lower class or lower middle class at the time. But after that, after that, things went relatively, you know, smooth through the rest of my high school career. Uh, I ended up graduating, and uh, after about half a year after I graduated, my mom decided that she wanted to move to Idaho. That's where she that's where she had grown up at, and she was ready to come back home and, you know, see some of her roots and see some of the places that she, you know, had been around all the time when she was younger. So she went back and moved there, and I thought, well, I got to get the hell out of California. There's nothing really for me up where I had lived. So I decided to move in with my mom and go to college. And that's what my ex had done at the time as well. My ex uh, went into the dorms and I was living with my mom. But, uh, you know, as fate would have it, my mom has the best luck, but also some of the worst luck of any human being I've ever met. This day after that I had moved in, uh, we had all this stuff planned that we wanted to do. We wanted to go kayaking together. We wanted to go on hikes together. We wanted to do all kinds of stuff. But there was one thing that was standing in the way of that. My mom had to get a hysterectomy. She had non-cancerous tumors growing in her uterus, and they, the uterus needed to be removed. And I don't know how straightforward of a surgery that is, but they were saying that there's nothing to it, it'll be easy, the recovery process is quick, and she can get on with her life fairly quickly. So the day after that I had moved there, she went in for surgery, and I was going to be there to help her through her recuperation process, which... Started out in the very beginning going alright, but very, very quickly things started to turn bad, really bad, like horrendously bad. My mom started to get pain that should that felt more painful than normal. The area, I, I was glad I didn't see it, but I was told that it had started to become very uh, puffy and red and, well, inflamed, and it had become very hot to the touch. And, uh... Turns out that when the doctors had been performing the surgery, some bacteria had gotten into there and had created a very, very serious infection. When I say very serious, I mean very, very serious. Um, she was at that point starting to be already kind of become bedridden. She could walk around, but she was in agony. So very quickly got her back to the hospital for emergency surgery. This is the second surgery at this point for this specific procedure. And they went in there and they cleaned everything up as best as they could and they sewed her back up. But when she came home, 
The recovery process didn't continue. She just started to get worse. And, she, I mean, holy shit, the infection that she had at the time just started to become more and more aggressive, and it started to create abscesses within her abdomen. And it would just basically be rotting her while she was still alive. The infect- I, don't, I won't get too deep into it, but you can probably imagine she was in absolute agony. They were giving her some incredibly powerful pain medications at the time, but they couldn't really even cut the pain all that much. So I remember from that point, waking up in the morning, for, she would be crying and I, I wouldn't blame her. But I would wake up every single morning and she'd be crying and... It, it, it was it was hard and she went in for more surgeries I had to run her to the emergency room several times because of different complications with medications different complications with pain it was it, it was a hard time it was a really really hard time and bear in mind this is after pneumonia this is after she had beaten cancer and now she's going through an infection that is making her cancer look like a fucking walk in the park she started to become damn near bedridden and they gave her this wound vac that she would basically wear on her and it would suck all of the the nasty stuff out and it would try to stimulate new cell growth to try to pull it but it wasn't cutting it the infection was just spreading slowly and it was just killing her slowly she started her sanity even started to wane which was just awful to watch it, it was like watching someone living through literal hell it was literal hell what she was going through and there was really starting to become no hope and this went on for a year there were several surgeries several runs to the emergency room for about a year i was going to college at the time through all of this i was working as well through all of this i was just beginning to find my steps as a young man through all of it and now I was able to drive my mom around, I was able to help much more than I could in high school, but mentally, my maturity, I don't know if it was quite where it needed to be at the time, it was, it, it was really difficult for me to process. I think for a good portion of the time, I would be just watching anime. I, I was just watching anime most of the time, and I was trying to disassociate as much as I could from my own personal life, because it was better than watching my mom die. Literally, if, you, if you've ever been in a situation like that where shit's happening to a loved one that you know you can't do anything for, it's so much easier to just disassociate and go into your own little world and oh, just pretend like nothing's wrong. But there is something wrong, and no matter how much you try to escape from it, you can't. You have to face it, and I did the best that I could. And finally... Uh, there was one last treatment that they were gonna do for my mom before they sent her to a burn unit to start doing skin grafting. And, um, it was hyperbaric. It was, it, they, they put her basically in this chamber that they'd, I think, put, I don't know how much percentage the oxygen was, but they would just fill it with extremely oxygen-rich air. And that was supposed to help with cell growth and help stimulate it. But... 
and it was really expensive. I mean, the hospital visits started to become so frequent that they would start turning my mom away if she hadn't paid bills. And the bills just kept adding up. They billed us for every fucking surgery. Every goddamn surgery they billed my family for. They billed my family into abject poverty. Which is just the most twisted, fucked up turn of fate. And I don't know if it's that's the same way in other countries. But over in the United States, that's the way things are. If you are having to go through multiple different surgeries and that your insurance is no longer going to cover, you will be billed. And there are some ways that you can get away from it, but they're not going to tell you what those ways are. They'll never tell you. They'll want to get as much money out of you as they can, and they do not give a shit if they put you into poverty to do so. Which is just the most twisted, fucked up thing that I think, one of the, well, at least one of the most twisted, fucked up things I feel about our society nowadays. I, I, I don't think that should exist. I, anyway. Continuing on with the story, my mom went into this hyperbaric treatment, which was incredibly, sickeningly expensive, and that didn't do it. But before they decided to give up and ship my mom off to a burn unit, um, my mom got a, I don't even know, like, 12th opinion. Hold on, I gotta have a drink of water. I've been talking straight for like 20 minutes already. Jesus. Turns out I really can talk for hours on end. But my mom got, I don't know how many different doctors she had talked to, but she got another opinion. And the doctor said, you know, this actually looks a lot like something that I've seen before. And the doctor did some research and found that, you know, my mom's body wasn't healing naturally like it should. It was healing to a point, but it's like her immune system was almost fighting itself. It was fighting her body. And they figured out what the hell was finally wrong. The reason why my mom was not beating the infection, the reason why she could not fight it off was because my mom had a really fucked up rare autoimmune disease now that she probably contracted when she was at the operating table. It's called pyroderma gangrenosum, and I only know a little bit about it, but basically go ahead and think of it as your own immune system is not allowing your body to heal itself. So. A, what would be a small cut for somebody could turn into a grievous wound for another person who has this disease and doesn't know about it. But knowing that, finally, my mom was prescribed a really, really potent steroid. Like, it was not good, but it was what she needed at the time. And I think it was called, like, lorazepam or something. And it finally started to work. My mom finally, after over a year of literal torture, literal anguish, literal suffering, finally had a goddamn break. She finally had a break, and she was able to start healing. And like I said, that medication was terrible, and the amount of pain meds that she was on was insane, but she made it. She pushed all the way through several surgeries, several basically mind-crippling events, and she pushed through as an amazing person. She's not bitter. She's still alive to this day, and she's doing better than a lot of people that are her age. She has a will, a strength that I have never seen in another human being, and it really makes me proud to be her son. She did a good job raising me, and I at least feel that she did. And she has a mental fortitude that I don't think a lot of people would even come close to comparing to it's 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 honestly incredible my mom was able to beat the entire thing 
and she was able to wean off of all the opioids, all the really fucked up medication that she was on. So not only is, is she now 10 years in remission, she's several years into having healed from such a grievous wound that I, I, I probably wouldn't have made it from. I, I can almost guarantee that I wouldn't have been able to make it from what she went through. It, it's, it was that bad. It genuinely was. Oh my god. Um, but it, like I said, she finally made it. And I now get to hope now that COVID's, you know, kind of a more normalized thing. I'm able to see her a little bit more often, which is really, really nice. And like I said, she's doing better than most people her age. She's fucking spry. She's, she's awesome. And you know, probably at some point I'll bring my mom on here so she can actually tell her story to you guys. So you can truly understand what she went through and how much of an absolute badass she is for having gone through it and not being bitter or unhappy. Oh, God, man. I hope you guys are all right. I hope that wasn't too heavy for you. That's just, uh, I guess, one little tidbit. That's just the stuff with my mom. I've got all kinds of other stories that I'm going to go ahead and share with you, but I seem to have already gone over my 25-minute limit on here, which I'm pretty damn impressed about. Turns out I'm getting a little better at this whole podcasting thing. That or I guess I just found a topic that I can talk hours and hours upon. But anyways, everybody, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up here. I was going to go into a little bit of detail about our medical system and how insurance is shitty and how private insurance is basically a crime against the people, in my opinion. But I'll go ahead and save that for another episode down the line. So this one is just about my mother's experiences and how those have shaped me. And I got to tell you, I mean, I grew up pretty privileged. I'm not going to lie, but... I, I definitely now seen a good portion of both sides. I've seen what it's like to be privileged and seen what it's like to really be scraping pennies and trying to make ends meet by just a teensy margin. I, I have an idea as to what both are like now. But I hope this kind of, you know, you're able to learn something from this and maybe apply some of what you've heard from here in your own personal life. and. I will say one of the things that my mom and I talk about and something that you can probably apply in your life that will help out a ton is uh, is mindfulness. I, I know I sound like, I, I don't even know what I sound like when I say it, but mindfulness is just the act of not being able to control the situations that you're always put into. You can't always control that but you sure as hell can control how you react to that situation. You do not need to freak out. You do not need to overreact. You can keep a cool head. You just have to be aware that you are in control and do what you can to discipline yourself. It doesn't mean you have to be harsh or hard on yourself. Just understand that this is the way that it is. And that is neither a good nor bad thing. You will get through it. And there will be something on the other side that will either be better, might be worse, or might be the exact same. But no matter what, everything's okay. Anyways, everybody, it's an absolute pleasure to uh, have all of you listen to me. Seriously, it means the world. I made it to episode four, which I'm so stoked about. I can't wait till I get to episode five, and then eventually episode 10, episode 20, and then in the far, far future, I will eventually get to episode 100. Anyways, everybody, it is seriously a pleasure. Thank you all so much for listening. 
Uh, if you want to go ahead and keep up with what I'm doing and when I'm doing it, go ahead and check me out on Twitter. That is my main uh, social media at LucasJacobs170. Though I am on Instagram and Discord as well. You can check all of those out in the bio though. And for all the music, I will go ahead and link that in the bio. I do not own any of this. It is non-copyrighted and every single person will be credited. Anyways, everybody, for one final time, this has been the Backroom Podcast with yours truly, Lucas Jacobs. And I'll see all of you again, hopefully, on Thursday. Fingers crossed I can keep to my schedule. Later.